Thanks for tuning in to our Neighborhood Church podcast. Join us on Sunday at any of our locations. To learn more about our church, visit neighborhoodchurch.com or download our church app. Hi, Neighborhood Church. I'm Stacy Berry, and I've sure missed seeing all of you in your smiling faces. That being said, I'm very grateful to today's technology that's helped us all remain somewhat connected. To say we're in trying times right now is truly an understatement. And while I know my life has changed drastically in the last six months, as I'm sure yours have changed too, I've also experienced a tremendous number of teachable moments and amazing blessings. One huge aha moment has been to rediscover just how much of my joy is found in serving others. Because I haven't been able to interact, socialize, and have the face-to-face time I'm used to, through community events, meetings, conferences, lunches, all that good stuff, I've really taken note of just how much serving is a part of me, a significant part of me. And I think that's really telling of God's purpose for life. Serving to me is an outward expression of my attitude of gratitude. Service gets me out of my way and pushes me to focus on others first. It's cliche, but it really isn't all about me. And I'm sorry to say it isn't about you either. I'm a true believer that we're all made by a loving God with hearts for service, and that service might look very different on the outside depending on who, what, where, when, but I know that our servant hearts all beat the same because we serve to serve God and to serve like Jesus. Because without a doubt, when we selflessly serve others expecting absolutely nothing in return, God's light and grace shines through us for all to see. It's times when I'm giving back, whether it be at the senior center, handing out meals, or taking time to write a note or make that call to that person that's heavy on my heart. It's those moments that I feel true joy and closest to God and all He wants me to be. It's like my heart's just bursting and all the doubt and negativity melts away. These past months have meant long stretches of time without many opportunities to serve in person. And honestly, found me a bit drained at times because serving others really does re-energize me and certainly re-energizes my relationship with God. So just like nearly everything else in my world right now, even my heart for service has had to pivot and change and readjust. And it hasn't always been easy or even comfortable at times, but for me, it's important to refocus on the big picture. And while I may be the tiny boots on the ground serving my community right here in Cyprus, my true service is to our loving God. And only there is where I find pure joy. So continue to look for ways to serve and experience that joy by serving like Jesus. God bless you all. Hope to see you soon. Yes, thank you. Stacy, thank you for sharing. Uh, she is actually here with us live uh, and this morning, but I'm glad that you're here. Uh, what a great uh, reminder and a great challenge that service is such an important part of who we are, and actually sacrificial service does bring on joy, and we get excited about that. It's also a good reminder for us to pray for our city. Uh, Stacy sits as one of the uh, council members, as uh, Lorena mentioned, but also uh, that council, there's going to be two people going off, not Stacy, she's staying on, thank the Lord, uh, but two, there's going to be two open seats, and I encourage you to pray for our city and those two open seats the, as the election goes on, and I think there's something like nine people trying to valley for those two seats. So we want God's choice in that. But anyway, so hello, welcome to uh, Neighborhood Church, Cyprus. Those of you who are in person, how fun is this? We're actually in church. Woo! 
And those of you online, it's great to have you uh, here. So glad that you chose to worship the Lord with us today and to learn from the Bible, to explore joy, even in these difficult times. And oh my goodness, we keep saying, can it get any worse? And then all of California and Oregon and part of Washington are all on fire. Yes, it can get worse. And not only that, it just seems like all the ash is dumping right here. Boosh. The sun is orange, <laughs> the moon is orange, and it's incredible, but extreme heats, bad air quality, continual COVID restrictions, political uh, slandering going on, hate speech, feeling like we're being manipulated by the media, uh, continual social unrest, and yes, just another shooting just last night, and a couple of police officers, and uh, pray for them and their families, and And people upset over too much government control and mad at other people because they don't see the rules as you do. Uh, Joy seems so far off, doesn't it? But then there are those people, those people that we come across that are bright lights. Uh, Their joyful outlook just seemed to, their beaming smile, their sacrificial love, their, their kind words pull our minds out of that gutter of gloom and help us find joy. I love to know people and to learn of people like that. Now, there are many people like that, and a lot of them are in history. Uh, like, for instance, I, I love the, the, the person Albert Schweitzer. Some of you know who he is. He's born in 1875, medical doctor, musician, theologian, philosopher, and missionary, he built a hospital in Africa and funded it through his musical concerts. He had what was called a reverence for life. That was kind of his catchphrase. And he worked hard to help people thrive in life. Uh, Schweitzer once said, the interior joy we feel when we have done a good deed is the nourishment the soul requires. And Schweitzer, being a follower of Jesus, found that joy found that joy in obeying Jesus's word, God's word, and living life Jesus' way and sacrificial serving like Jesus. Another one, one of my favorites is Mother Teresa. Mother Teresa is a bright light, and uh, as she gave up her comfortable life uh, for sacrificial service unto the Lord, uh, all the days of her life she did that, serving the poorest of the poor. Mother Teresa said this about joy. Joy is prayer. Joy is strength. Joy is love. Joy is the net of love by which you can catch souls. She went on to say, a joyful heart is the normal result of a heart burning with love. She gives most who gives with joy. Maybe you have a person that you know of that is that bright light, uh, one that you know of that just when they walk in the room, it just seems to light up the room. I, I encourage you, if you're on our chat, maybe chat in a few of those names that are there that you think of. If you're here in person, maybe lean over to the person next to you uh, uh, and say, hey, this person is the one who brings real light into my life and that. Actually, even better, if you know that person, that person is still around, take your phone out and text them and just say, hey, i just thinking about you and you are a bright light in my life. Boy, that'll be a great encouragement to them. One, one person that immediately comes to mind uh, is Clayton Slagle. Um, whew, I miss him dearly, but um, he's home with Jesus. Uh, he was on staff here for many years, but Clayton uh, brought on joy because he was serving like Jesus, humble, 
caring deeply for others. Um, he lit up the room when he walked in, just like Dot. There's Dot over there, I thought. <clears throat> uh, yeah, you can clap for Dot. <clears throat> and I know you miss him too. But uh, uh, because Clayton lit up the room, because Clayton, uh, when you saw Clayton, you saw Jesus. And Clayton beamed out joy. <laughs> How did he get there? How did he serve like Jesus? Well, he diligently obeyed Jesus. His conduct was in line with Jesus' light-giving way of life. And Clayton faithfully sacrificed and sacrificially served Jesus. And when Paul was writing to the believers in the church in Philippi, just after explaining the, the joy of Jesus' humility in the beginning of chapter two, Paul talks of the joy of serving like Jesus in Philippians chapter two, verses 12 to 30, our text that we're gonna look at this morning. For sacrificial serving like Jesus brings on joy. And so I'd like for us to, to, to walk through this passage this morning, verses 12 to 30. Uh, you can get your Bibles open, but before you do that, wouldn't you mind, would you mind just standing up right here? And if you're at home, stand up too. It's always good to get your legs stretched a little bit and let's pray and ask God to challenge us and speak to us. Because God speaks, just like Lorraine is saying, when we sit in silence, God speaks. And let's ask him to speak to us. Father God, thank you uh, for just the examples you have before us, those bright lights. And Lord, I just thank you time and time again for Clayton. I do miss him. But I just thank you for the example he is and was to me. And God, I wanna be that bright light to others and help us to be that same way. And yet, Lord, find that joy in sacrificial service like you, Jesus, showed us. So God, I pray that as we launch into this study this morning, as we look at these verses, that you will reveal to us what you want us to learn. Do speak to us, Lord, and, and, and show us things we might do, ways we might step into that sacrificial service and, and, and work in this time, we pray. In the name of Jesus, amen. You can have a seat and encourage you to, if you have some notes available to, to you or if you've got some uh, uh, things available to you to jot down some notes, that's great. Keep doing that and encourage you with that as we walk through this. Now, as Lorena was talking about, Paul was writing to believers in Philippi and, and, and uh, this Bible book of Philippians is all centered around Jesus, focusing on his sacrificial ways of serving, he emptied himself, uh, taking on the role of a servant, we learned last week, uh, one who is subject to a master, to God, one who says, not my will, God, but yours, one who, as Mark 10, 45, says really clearly, as Jesus spoke, for even the Son of Man, that's Jesus, came not to be served, but to serve, and to give his life a ransom for many, and if Jesus can serve, so can we. And Paul, throughout this book of Philippians, gives several examples of people <clears throat> who were filled with joy because they were sacrificially serving like Jesus. And he, Paul, being one. And, and though he was in prison, shackled in chains like we saw Lorena illustrate and, and, and limited in, in the foul, horrible uh, circumstances of a prison limited, Paul had joy. How could he do that? Why would he have joy? And that's why we're in the middle of this series exploring joy in difficult times. And so, so we, can, we, we can experience joy too. 
That's why we're exploring it because these are difficult times. People are suffering emotionally, physically, financially, and we can't in so many areas. We can't in school, in work, in church, in getting our hair cut, in going to the movies, going to a baseball game, a football game, to a concert, to attend weddings, to, to have a proper funeral. We just can't. And so much is arbitrary. So how can we experience joy in all this? Well, Paul says, sacrificial serving like Jesus brings on joy. And Stacy just talked about that, how it does for her in her own life. Well, let's look at three pillars of sacrificial serving. Uh, the first pillar of sacrificial serving is, is diligent obedience. Well, let's listen as, as Paul encourages us uh, from Philippians chapter two. Hopefully you have your Bibles open to Philippians chapter two. Let's first start out with verses 12 to 13, read by Leroy Gadsden. Leroy, take it away. Philippians chapter two, verse 12. Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, so now, not only as in my presence, but much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in, your, in you both to will and to work for his good pleasure. Thanks, Leroy. Paul's encouraging people to continue to obey. Now, the word obey means to be subject to, to respond to, to accept. Now, I have, a, I have an egg here. It's a raw egg. It's not a one. If I drop it, what's going to happen? Why? Because the egg is obeying the laws of nature. Now, the, the egg has no choice, right? You throw the egg up, and what's going to happen? It's going to come down because the law of nature is that way. What, what goes up must come down. And, and it's going to come down because it has to obey the laws of nature. What about those other laws that are out there, like the stop sign? Now, it's a law there, but we don't automatically obey that. A lot of times we do a California rolling stop. <laughs> One of the first tickets I ever received and, and Lord knows I, I, I never could go anywhere slow. And, and the one ticket I got was for a rolling stop. And I thought I actually had stopped. But it, it's, it's to obey those laws even when no one is looking. Because it's still a rule, right? It, it's still a rule to obey. And Paul is saying God's way of life is, is, a, is a good rule to obey even when no one is looking. To be kind, loving our neighbor, forgiving, giving, obeying the governing authorities. So Paul says, work out your own salvation. Now let me be clear with this. This does not mean, it does not mean work for your salvation. Salvation is a free gift. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9 is really clear. For by grace you have been saved through faith this is not of yourself, your own doing. It is a gift of God, not as a result of works that no one should boast. So just like that jailer was saying, I, how can I be saved? How do we be saved? We, we need to first understand that we have a, a, an unfortunate disease, way worse than the coronavirus. It's called sin. Each one of us have been affected with it the day we were born. And actually there is no human way to rid ourselves of that. Mask wearing, whatever. There's no way to get rid of the sin. We need 
a magic virus. We need a, 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 a cure of this sin problem. And that's what Jesus did when he came to live among us and to die on a cross. He, 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 through his act on the cross, took all the sin upon him, paid the penalty for sin, and now he has the cure. All we need to do to receive it is to is reach out and say, I believe. I believe that I'm sinful and need a savior, and that's it. Many of you have already done that. You've come to that point where you believe. Some of you are still on your way, and I encourage you, keep making steps. If we can help in any way, let us know. But so to work out the reality of us who have been saved, who have reached out from sin, is to now live life God's way. Not to gain salvation, but because that's how we live this life, in obedience to God. Because it's not automatic. (laughs) We don't automatically obey. What's the first word out of a kid's mouth usually? No. No. we don't automatically uh, go for those. We have to make choices to obey. And sure, it's tough. It's tough to sacrifice our will for another. But God is at work in us. And he gives us the motivation and the ability to live life his way. The decision for us is will we obey? Will we be subject to, respond to, accept God's way over our own? See, it's a heart issue. For who you obey is who is your leader and Lord. See, this heart issue is what got King Saul in trouble in 1 Samuel chapter 15. God had given King Saul, very different from Saul who became Paul, but way back in the, in the Old Testament, King Saul, God gives King Saul a directive King Saul chooses to modify it. It revealed Saul's heart. Listen to the rebuke of Solomon, God's mouthpiece. If you want to go there, it's found in the 1 Samuel chapter 15, verse 22. And Samuel said, God's mouthpiece, has the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifice as in obeying the voice of the Lord? Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice, to listen in the fat of rams. For rebellion is as the sin of divination and presumption as iniquity and idolatry because you have rejected, he's talking to Saul now, rejected the word of the Lord. He has rejected you from being king. It's a heart issue. Will we obey? That's the heart. See, it's easy to sacrifice. Oh, I'm going to go to church and that is a sacrifice. Oh. You know, it's a sacrifice to give and to love our neighbor who's not very loving. Oh yeah, those are sacrifices. Those are great sacrifices. But where it really makes a difference in the heart is when we obey. When God says it and we do it. See, diligent obedience, that brings on joy. When no one is looking that's a pillar of, of sacrificial serving and sacrificial serving like Jesus brings on joy even in difficult times. The next pillar of sacrificial serving is to practice light giving conduct. Leroy, read us now verses uh, two through 16 in Ephesians chapter two. Would you do that? Philippians chapter two, verse 12. Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed So now, not only as in my presence, but much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trust. 
straightened up. Do all things without grumbling and disputing, verse 15, that you may be blameless and innocent children of God without blemish in the midst of a crooked and twisted generation among whom you shine as lights in the world, holding fast to the word of life so that in the day of Christ, I may be proud that I did not run in vain or labor in vain. We see all the influences and effects of people around us. We see those. And some of them are bright lights like we talked about earlier. And light is important. Matter of fact, I love um, finding cool lights. I, I found these, oh, and I, if my grandkids are watching, you're gonna get one of these for Halloween. It was for you to go out trick-or-treating, but they outlawed that now. So this will be just for fun. But isn't this a cool light? You push one thing and it makes a flashlight. Isn't that fun? You push another light and ooh, it blinks. And push another light, it stays on like a little light. Lifesaver. You can wear it around your neck. And it's kind of fun. Lights up your face in a creepy way. But <clears throat> you guys think those are fun? I think those are fun. I, I love, because I love, light is so much fun. And it's so much fun to watch the bright lights of people all around us. And when they're lighting up the, the joy of life as they're serving and around us. And they bring, they bring darkness to, they bring light to the darkness of our world, just like a regular flashlight brings darkness, brings light to darkness. And God's desire for us is to be lights like Jesus. Matter of fact, take your Bible, if you will, and go to Matthew. Matthew chapter 15, uh, verse, uh, verse 5. Excuse me, here's dyslexia for you. Matthew chapter five, verse 15. Isn't it funny how my brain works like that? It's funny my brain even works at all. Verse 14. Matthew chapter five, verse 14. You are the light of the world. A city set on the hill cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand, and it gives light to all the whole house. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. See, God, God wants us to be those bright lights. And, and Paul is adding in this, in this back in Philippians, he says, do it without grumbling or disputing. Do it without murmuring or complaining. Do it without arguing. Don't be like that child that says, oh, I gotta take out the trash again. Oh God, I gotta go to church again. I got to give. I got to be kind to people. Uh, you know, it, it's, it, we're different. Uh, you know, <laughs> Lorena likes to go sit in the bathroom by herself. I love, I, that would be like torture for me. Um, I like to be with people. So having you here is such a joy. You guys are firing me up. Woo! But, uh, but, but we are to obey God's way and, and do the good works with joy. And yes, it's a sacrifice. And even more so in our world today that, ha that has a very different philosophy in life. One that places self in the center. Uh, Paul in, Phil in Philippians says that we live in a crooked and twisted generation. And we do. And we need to be discerning and know the difference. For there are influences, there are collective philosophies, there are worldviews and ways of thinking that are not in line with the light of the world, Jesus, John 8, 12. Uh, they are not the light to guide as, as, as should be the word of God, the word of truth. 
Psalms uh, 119 verse 105 says, your word, the Bible, is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. And so what we are to do is we are to test and assess other ways of thinking. 1 John 4, 1 says, beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God. For many false prophets have gone out into the world. And so uh, there are many. And there are many that even sound Christian. So 2 Corinthians 10.5 says that we destroy arguments in every lofty opinion that raises against the knowledge of God, his word, and take every thought captive, obedient to Christ. Does it match with what Jesus says? And we're to live as children of light, to walk in light, as Ephesians 5.8 explains. And so we're to show the light of compassion of Jesus and care for the oppressed, to reveal the light of forgiveness and to let go of offenses, to shine out the light of love of Jesus as we serve and help and reach out to others. And yeah, it takes sacrifice. And that's where the thrill and joy is found for loving or serving, for, for sacrificial serving like Jesus brings on joy. <laughs> and oh my, could our world use some more shining lights like you, like me. And yeah, <laughs> we need to stop complaining and seek to be those shining lights serving Jesus and there will be joy. One last pillar of joy, uh, bringing sacrificial serving. It is the actions of sacrificial serving like Jesus. Now, I'm hoping this is the right, verses 17 to 30. Let's try it and see if it's the right verse. Leroy, see if you can get this one. Chapter two, verse 12. No, nope, that's not it. Okay, never mind that one. <clears throat> Let me go back. Uh, it was a nice try. Technical difficulties, you gotta love it. Verse, uh, uh, starting in verse 17, even, as, uh, even if I am being poured out as a drink offering upon the sacrificial offerings of your faith, I am glad and rejoice with all of you. Likewise, you also should be glad and rejoice with me. I hope in the Lord Jesus to send to you Timothy to you soon so that I too may be cheered by the news of you for I have no one like him who will be genuinely concerned for your welfare for they all seek their own interests and not the, those of Christ. But, but you know Timothy's proven worth. How as a son with a father, he has served with me in the gospel. I hope therefore to send him just as soon as I see how it will work to go with me. And I trust in the Lord that shortly I myself will come. And I have thought it necessary to send to you Epaphrodites, uh, my brother, and fellow worker and fellow soldier and your messenger as a minister to my need for he has been longing for you all that has been distressed because he heard, he heard that you heard that he was ill. Indeed that he was ill near to death but God had mercy on him and not only on him but on me also lest I should have sorrow upon sorrow. I am more eager to send him therefore that you may rejoice at seeing him again and that I may be less anxious. So receive him in the Lord with all joy and honor such men for he nearly died for the work of Christ, risking his life to complete 
that was lacking in your service to me. This idea of sacrificial serving uh, reminds me of breakfast. It actually reminds me of a English muffin. Excuse me, an egg McMuffin. Any of you had an egg McMuffin before? It's just, it's such a wonderful combination of a muffin and there's some cheese in there. There's some Canadian bacon-y and, uh, and then there's some egg in there and, and, and it looks like some secret sauce. Uh, but I love that if you saw a video I made the other day, uh, I, I made a McKay McMuffin uh, and made sure that it had real Canadian bacon in there. But it reminds me of that because a lot of times when you look at this, this you, a lot of sacrifice went in to make my breakfast sandwich here. Uh, of course, the, the, the pig gave his all, right? His own life he gave for my breakfast. Uh, but, and, and some people give the, the chicken a little bit of a hard time saying, he, you know, she just dropped it and left and went on about her day. Uh, she sacrificed. It, you know, I, I don't know what it's like to push out an egg, but, but she sacrificed. The cow also sacrificed, giving over its milk for the cheese. At least, I'm not sure about this cheese, if it's really made from cow, but we'll just take it for that. The, 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 the wheat had to sacrifice, you know, die in the ground and then grow up this wheat and then be crushed and put into flour to make the English muffin. It's all there. A lot of sacrifice went into that. And, the, and there are many uh, bits of sacrifice. And next time you eat an egg McMuffin, realize a lot of sacrifice went into that. And the same it is, there's a lot of sacrifice that goes into our serving. Actually, Paul gives three aspects of sacrificial serving in these last uh, few verses. First, Paul emptied himself. Verses uh, 17 and 18, it says that he was poured out like a drink offering. Jesus emptied himself. Paul empties himself. This idea of a a drink offering comes from Old Testament worship. If you want a a verse to look at, look at uh, Numbers chapter 28, uh, verse seven. It talks about that, that when when, when a sacrifice was was given on the brazen altar, a lot of times the the priest would go and they'd take a goblet of of wine and pour it on there, the the dumping out. It was was a great symbol of of pouring out your complete self. You've, You've been a sacrifice, but now you're giving also of yourself and you're pouring it out. And Paul says, I'm pouring myself out to God in this sense. A visual of emptying our precious selves before the Lord. Not my will, but yours. Jesus said the same thing when he was in the Garden of Gethsemane, knowing that he was gonna face the cross to pay the penalty for our sin. He knew the pain that he was going through. And he said, God, if there's any way to take this cup from me, no answer from God. So he finally says, Jesus, not my will, but yours in Luke 22, verse 42. But it's a constant practice. Sometime today, do I take a glass of water, fill it up to the brim, take a little sip, and then go out, walk outside, find a a thirsty plant. And and as you're pouring it out, just say to God, I'm pouring out my life to you. I'm emptying myself to you and giving you my all. One way of of, of sacrificial serving is to empty ourselves. Another way is to love deeply like Paul. Like Timothy, verse 19 to 24, Timothy says, there's no one like Timothy has such a deep love for others. Everybody knew that because they saw, just like Clayton loved people, Timothy loved people. And and, and it showed. It's a love that cares, but it doesn't judge. Uh, Christy and I were coming out of the fish grill just down here off of Valley View and uh, we were, you know, ordered in our lunch and we got it. And a, and a, and a guy came out and he was just, he popped off. I, and he was like, you know, using harsh words and a few expletives and all this because somebody had walked by not wearing a mask. 
Uh, and, and just, you know, we get so angry these days that we just pop off and, and say things and judge. And, and, you know, we have no idea what that person may have just taken enough to take a sip of drink. We don't know. But that's not love, that's judgment. Sure, we feel deeply, but let that deep feeling be love and grace and mercy and kindness, not anger and frustration and saying hurtful words. Deep love is kind and an aspect of sacrificial serving. It's, it's love that should motivate us to keep our physical distance. It's love that should motivate us to wear a mask and to, and to wash our hands and not to fear. Well, the last pillar of, of sacrificial serving is taking some risks. Like uh, Epaphrodites, or if you learn Greek a different way, it's Epaphrodites. Uh, in, in verses 25 to 30, it says that he risked to minister to the Lord. He risked to travel to go see Paul. He, he risked visiting Paul in jail. He risked a very possibility of getting sick. And he did. And he almost died. But he did not let fear rule him. He was willing to take risks to serve God. What's, what is stopping you from serving? What is stopping you from taking some risks to serve God? from connecting with that neighbor, to doing the good works to others, to helping people. How much has fear really gripped you? Maybe it's time to take some risks. What could you risk? What risks could you take to serve the Lord? See, sacrificial serving involves emptying self, loving deeply and taking risks. And in that there is joy for sacrificial serving like Jesus brings on joy. <laughs> Boy, if there was ever a time our world needed and could use some bright lights, it's now. And God actually is equipped, each one of us, all of us, to be those lights. And yeah, it's gonna take sacrifice, sacrificial serving like Jesus. And that involves diligent obedience, light giving conduct, Sacrificial serving like Jesus where we empty ourselves, love deeply and take risks. And in that there is joy. So what is God saying to you? I know he is. So what I'm gonna do is we're gonna take 40 seconds and just pause at home too. Try to do this in here. We're gonna take 40 seconds and just want you to let God speak to you. It's most likely not gonna be an audible voice, but a thought in your mind Let's just take 40 seconds and listen in silence. So what did God say to you? I encourage you to tell someone today what God said to you, how God spoke to you. If you'd like to, you can email me, mike at neighborhoodchurch.com. I'd love to hear about that. See, sacrificial serving like Jesus brings on joy. Will you pray with me? Father God, thank you just for the truth and the reality that you do give us joy in so many 
unique and wonderful ways. God, help us to find that joy in our sacrificial serving. Lord, as we uh, diligently obey you, God, as, as, as we uh, give of ourselves, Lord, as, as we uh, walk through life and, and seek those ways where we can actually serve you in so unique ways, show us those ways. Lord, help us to be that bright light in our world. Help us to, uh, to be the one that when, when we walk in the room, they light up because we, our love just goes before us. Help us to be on that, Lord, and encourage us in that. We pray this in the name of Jesus, amen.